0: I'm Nicole. I'm the mom. And I'm Mira, and I'm the daughter. And this is adulting, but not grown up. That it is. So, Mira, I was thinking, we both had birthdays in June. We do. I am now 47. I'm 22. Yeah. Wouldn't it have been embarrassing if I said the wrong age? <laughs> <laughs> I have I'm to, 19. Like I have a, to do the math now to figure out my Every age. once in a while I'm like, Subtract the years. Oh, I? Actually, for, like, half of last year, I thought I was 47. <laughs> and then I was one day, like, doing something and, and did the math and realized I was 46. I was like, I gained a whole year. Was it really That's pretty funny, actually. But I, you might have to start changing my diapers sooner than you thought, because I've had a few, um, like, oncoming dementia moments lately. Good for me. So, oh, yeah. one was... Um, I got home from work the other day and, you know, get all my stuff out of the car, get to the front door, and I'm like, I can't find my keys. I'm like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? In the car, which is still running. Smart. Still in the ignition. Smart. So that was good. And I've done that more than once. I know you have. You leave them in the door sometimes. I left the car like that running in front of the hardware store (laughs) a while ago. To be fair, a while ago, you did come over to my house, and when you were leaving, you went, oh, where are my keys? Where did I put them? Oh, the car's running. Did anyone steal that? <laughs> yeah. My other one, which was very concerning. Okay, so we went to Disneyland last October and took a bunch of pictures, and I've been thinking I should really develop them and put them in a photo album because my, no, six-year-old also had a birthday in June. Um, June babies all around. You know, would probably like to flip through a photo album and look at the pictures because kids like to do that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. there's no point in me just having them yeah, that's fair. So I had it, like, on my to-do list. I looked, and it, it has been on there that I've been carrying over for, like, over four months of, like, get the pictures developed, get the pictures developed, get the pictures developed. So finally one day I was like, I'm developing the Disneyland pictures. And my husband says, well, wouldn't it be cheaper if we did it And I said, I'm just going to send them to the, the local photo place. And get them picked up there. And he says, Wouldn't it be cheaper if we did it at Walmart? And I'm like, Yes, but the closest Walmart's an hour away. That means we'd have to plan it to go and da 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 da, da, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do it. So I do it. I print off the pictures, get them back, and I order off eBay because apparently there are a lot of people like me out there and you can search for like Disneyland 2013. And hey, here's the photo album I never used. I bought it in 2013 and stuff. All the years. So. I got a Disneyland photo album, and I'm putting the pictures in, starting to slide the pictures in the slots, and I thought, oh, you know what, I saved all the little, like, things from Disneyland, like the map from when we were there, and like, you know, the stickers they give you, and that kind of stuff, yeah. I should stick them in here with it so that it's, you know, she can see those things too. And so I'm like, I know where I put those, and I had them in like a little... Storage cubby thing So I open it up And I see Oh there's the Disneyland bag I've got it all wrapped up in there I pull the thing out And I'm like Huh What is this envelope All the photos That I had previously developed Guess where Walmart Zero recollection Of doing this Zero (laughs) Zero recollection So little recollection That I did it And then still put it On my to-do list For four months And so I tell And then fully went through With the actual action At
1: no point were you like deja vu nothing. like no block. nothing like even when I saw
0: the envelope sitting like, there the, the photo envelope I was like what is this open it up and I was like what what is, is this done? <laughs> so I'm telling my husband I guess what I did and he's like we well, need to write things down and I'm like that's the problem I can't write I down did, did that don't do it again
1: <laughs> that's just you're gonna end up with a notebook that's just full of you already bought ketchup <laughs>
0: like I'm like how do I write down don't repeat that action yeah I've, I've been writing it down for several months now to do it already did it like really zero recollection you'd think doing something like that because as mentioned I would have had to like plan, plan a trip out, take the time drive yeah. like two hour round trip to pick them up nothing nothing nope. no recollection so I would like to also develop our pictures from Germany and Czech Republic but maybe I did that already <laughs>
1: i don't like it one day you're gonna come home with a carton of milk and there'll be 14 other cartons of milk in the fridge
0: (laughs) well i know sometimes i do that where i'm like like a while ago it was band-aids where i kept thinking we don't have band-aids and And then then when i I could no longer fit any more boxes of band-aids in the cupboard i was like okay note to self stop buying (laughs) band-aids And then you bought another box of it. aids No, I, but okay. we've got band-aids to last us for several years. NASA so will graduate with band-aids. Yeah, it's a lot of band-aids. And like, so once in a while, i do something like that where I'm like, I keep thinking, like, oh, we need mustard, and then I buy them. oh, we need mustard, and then I buy, and stuff like that. But to, to go through, I would have had to like upload those pictures. It's like send them in.
1: It's like OCD, but instead of checking over and over again, you're just repeatedly getting the signal to do things, and then just doing those things. And then <laughs> wiping my brain
0: clean. <laughs> it's just goldfish brain. Whoop, gone. <laughs> it's a castle. It's a castle. It's a castle. My goldfish never get bored. Um. So anyway, so today we were going to talk about makeup, and what I was thinking was like. Attractive, thank you I got it classy thanks <laughs> like I really like makeup but I find that as my skin gets a little bit wrinklier it's more about the canvas than it's the fair. makeup so I'm always trying to find like you know the dream lotion that will
1: <laughs> make me wake fill up fill in all the cracks and like, make you wake everything up 19
0: lies all those things that reduce fine lines and wrinkles it doesn't like, really what I need is surgery Botox yeah. yeah No more like Facelift Facelift.
1: Okay Stretch it all back <laughs> You and- just, you take all of the skin that you have And you just pull it back at the crown of your head like a bun I- And then you cut new eye and face holes where your neck used to be Now that it's all pulled up <laughs> And then you just, you wear a festive hat at all times, because you gotta keep the rest of your skull skin all, you know, wrapped up there. I saw a thing a while ago that that's the kind of facelift Donald Trump has, and you can't remove his toupee, Ew. because the rest of his face is up there, and his face is actually just almost good in his neck. I'm sorry, I feel
0: like I'm gonna cry. I'm laughing so hard i do want to i do want to do that thing where they like burn your face off with lasers like a and like a peel <laughs> well it's like you go three times over um what is that thing Something weird just came up on our computer screen okay um but it's like you go like three times and they basically like yeah it's like a peel but they also like drill micro holes into your skin so that it makes your skin think "Ooh, i better fill this in with collagen and start like producing that stuff again okay and i um told my husband i want to get my face burned off by lasers and he was like veto and i was like yeah i already looked it up and i'm probably gonna do that <laughs> so fair enough so I think and you go like three times and you have to go like I think it's like three weeks or a month between each session. But I did phone and ask and they said you can wear makeup. It's not like I'm just worried that I'm gonna look like a giant scab. <laughs> <laughs> or okay. like a giant scab. Or like peeling like a lot of stuff coming off my face. But they were like, no, oh, you can wear makeup and I'm like, yeah, alright. I'm willing to risk all right. it. I cover a lot of stuff with makeup, but, um, yeah. So I just I really like makeup. I have a lot of friends my age who are very like, almost braggy about, I hate makeup. I don't wear makeup.
1: Yeah. The not like other girls, girls hate them. No matter how old they get, they're awful.
0: <laughs> I just sit silently because all I'm thinking is I love makeup. I really love it. I could easily never buy any more makeup and have makeup the rest of my life because yeah, I buy it. I get two, like, subscription things a month. I get Ipsy and Top Box. And then I also
1: buy stuff. Buy a stuff. lot of makeup. Fuck
0: yeah. Because it's fun.
1: It is really fun. It is fun. Like, I'm willing to admit that makeup was developed by a society that needs me to cover up all of my flaws at all times in order to be accepted by everybody. But at the same time, I really like purple eyeshadow. Fight me. Like... <laughs> I know. And it's thinking. It's, it's like, fun. It's makeup. It's fun. There's no Like, like. I understand the significance of like you know being expected to look presentable at all times as the females of society but at the same time super fun go get yourself some yellow eyeshadow
0: (laughs) i know and uh, if you dig it do it (laughs) but now i've had to start start watching like subscribing to youtube channels where it's like well one lady i watch i think she's 54 her doing her makeup because then she's got you know Okay, if your eye is now like, eyelid is now hanging over half of your eye, here's how to use makeup oh, yeah, to make you it need look a like a lid seatbelt. lift. She's like, you just start halfway through your so it looks like, yeah, you know, optical. Draw versions. the angles up, yeah. Yeah. And another makeup artist that I watch who is like in his 40s. But, because, you know, I like watching the ones, but they're all 20 year olds and really my skin's not going to do that. It just. Yeah.
1: And, like, realistically, like, bet that Tati, like, you know, photoshops and face tunes her makeup pictures on Instagram, anyways. Like, a lot of those people are like, you know, your makeup skills are toy, like, they exist, but <laughs> you can't tell me that, like, you got this look by just makeup and concealer and that it's not photoshopped at all because that is way too opaque of a white to exist on your face. Sorry. Yeah. Like,. Y- it's fine. If you're going to be like, I use Facetune to enhance the color schemes I use on my makeup,
0: own it. Like, <laughs> well, and then even though like, logically, I know my skin's 47 years old. Yeah. It's going to be saggy and wrinkly. I still will spend a lot of money trying to find the miracle cream that will make it <laughs> look I actually 20 again.
1: found that, uh, I think it was in the, the Victorian era when everyone was like, None of this makeup shenanigans where women were trying to like figure out how to get the smooth complexion without any pigments because obviously if someone's like, Go wash your face, you'd be caught out, right? <clears throat> I feel like uh, a lot of that whole <clears throat> excuse me
0: Give <coughs> a hair in your mouth now.
1: I might there's a lot of cats existing in our yeah. vicinities. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought.
0: Um, Victorian
1: times washing your
0: face. Oh, right.
1: They one of the things that they would do to try to get that like smooth, totally sheen thing is they would like put egg whites on their face and it would apparently create like a sheen. Hmm. And it was like totally solid and filled in all of the lines and cracks and stuff, and then like any very light pigments you put on top is like resting on top of the gross egg white trampoline you've put on top of all your wrinkles. <laughs> Seems weird. That does
0: make things. Me- Store have you never
1: done that before? Put egg whites on your skin for like a face mask or stuff? It does like a peeling mask basically. Really? It's really nice actually, oh. but it like tightens like a lot. Like you can feel like how like tight. Oh, why don't it they is. just put
0: egg whites in makeup then? They put egg whites
1: in a lot of facial cleansers. Okay. You just have to look for them. All right, they exist. Noted. Noted.
0: <laughs> Marin, did you look up some uh, history of makeup?
1: I did. So it looks like uh, for most of history, makeup was like pretty widely accepted. In most places, men or women were allowed to play it up a little bit until, like Queen Victoria came around, and then she was like, "Nope, sinful, terrible, vulgar, unfeminine. Get out of here with your anti-Jesus shenanigans!" And she just she wasn't having it, so she couldn't wait, wait.
0: She thought the makeup had to do with the devil. Yeah,
1: okay. she thought Sorry, that just you know femininity was. Evil. Not good, not super great. But before that- She
0: was the one that was married to Albert, right? I Victoria. believe so. Cause I think she was the one that like, he fell through a, the ice in a lake one time and she like rescued him herself. It was like just her and her like Ooh. handmaid there or whatever. And she pulled him like laid across the ice and pulled him out. So she might not have been into the whole femininity thing.
1: I mean, fair, but at the same time,
0: still. <laughs> Telling other people what to do. But, but she was the queen, so that was kind
1: of her job. Fair. Queen's allowed to do whatever she wants. Um, ancient Asia is where, like, cosmetics first, like, kind of get discovered. That's where we have the first evidence. And it's mostly uh, fingernails being painted. Mm-hmm. People painted their fingernails in there. was There's some suggestion that perhaps, like, colors depended on class kind of thing. Like, you know, you're blue if you're middle class and that's what color you wear on your fingers kind of oh, deal. Like yeah. there was some speculation that that might've been it, but I couldn't really find anything definitive being like.
0: Cause there used sure. to be a thing that like only like Royals could wear the color purple on their clothes and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. So. And also it was like a pretty hard dye to make to begin with. Yeah. Cause it was very expensive to make. Yeah.
1: But painted fingernails, ancient Asia, that's where it comes at about 3000 years before Common Era. Um, In ancient Egypt, fun stuff, men and women used makeup pretty well, like, across all societal classes.
0: Seems like eyeliner is fairly uh, typical ancient Egyptian.
1: It was, and the uh, green hue that a lot of their eyeliner has is because it was uh, Malachite and Galena that they ground together, and they kind of gave a you know, a dark green kind of tone to it. Hmm. And they used that for their eye business. They thought it would ward off flies, infections, and sun rays. And more recent research actually proved that that mixture did in fact ward off eye infections to some degree. So they were partially right. (laughs) And at least some sense. Um, Also in Egypt, it was pretty like, it wasn't just vanity that possessed people to wear makeup. They weren't just like, ah, yeah, purple eyelids, I'm all over it. They had spiritual like, uh-huh. you know, um, makeup was thought to invoke like a, a god protecting you, kind of thing. Usually mm-hmm. Horus and Ra, following you around, making sure things are all good. Sort of like having a cultural tattoo, sort of thing. Like a kind tattoo. of, but they just, you know, thought that it was gonna gonna protect them to wear fancy eye makeup. Which I mean, solid. I like it. <laughs> good excuses, any. Yeah, I know, right. Um, it seems like Egypt was the only one where they were like, we will grind up pretty rocks and put that on our face. All of the other nations, it appears up until, like, pretty much Queen Victoria saying, stop wearing makeup, everybody. Everyone just endlessly smeared, like, lead and any other possible poisonous <laughs> substance they could conceivably get their hands on in, like, the 1500s all over their skin. It's just kind of how the deal seemed to go. Uh, in ancient Rome, men usually put pigments on their cheeks, lightened their skin with powders, and often painted their nails with pig fat and blood. Yum yum.
0: Ew. Yeah, like um, just Imagine like
1: how rank that would be.
0: <laughs> um, also, apparently,
1: ancient Roman men painted their heads as well to obscure bald spots, which I can only feel would be a lot more obvious than just having the bald spots. It's like the hair the, It's the, like, the yeah, the, the, the spray-on spray on <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Not ancient, a new invention, apparently. Ancient Rome game. <laughs> yeah. I'm hilarious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying on. Um, hair and makeup uh, worn by women became, like, more and more elaborate as time went on in ancient Rome, and uh, their slaves actually became really, really valuable to them, because if your slave could do elaborate hairstyles and makeup looks that she was a really valuable person to have around. Mm. Um, <clears throat> they were usually hairdressers who doubled as makeup artists, like the hairdressing was the main deal. And then no one had to do makeup, just kind of came second. They were cal- called ornatrices and they were just, you know, very sought after. If you had a really good slave hairdresser, you kept her around kind of thing, you know? <clears throat> and uh, good way to like
0: you know not
1: get put in the coliseum and eaten by a lion right like if you know how to braid <laughs> you're good to go um it's pretty common in ancient rome to pale your skin with lead or chalk powders so pretty pretty poisonous yeah. Not super good um <laughs> ancient greece actually uh surprise surprise usually when people think ancient greece and ancient rome they're usually kind of playing off of each other borrowing stuff constantly uh, they also used chalks and leads to lighten their skin, but they used honey and olive oil as cleansers and moisturizers because they really valued clear skin underneath that pale layer. Underneath the layer of poison. <laughs> cause the, cause you know, you think Greeks and you think like golden skinned gods, but they've like really highly regarded the pale skin. That was like a big deal. Huh. <clears throat> so lots of honey and olive oil for cleansers and moisturizers, you know. People still use that stuff today. It's yeah. still in some pretty high-end makeup brands, Burt's Bees. But <laughs> you know, um, their eyeliner was usually made with olive oil and charcoal, and they used it to achieve really bold, dark eyebrows. And if your eyebrows met in the center there, that was that was a good thing. They wanted to fill in that unibrow shape and have that full oh. Frida Kahlo going on, you know. Huh. So that was, that was quite a partition from ancient Rome where Greece was like, we like the unibrows on the ladies, (laughs) give us more uniladies. Skipping ahead a little bit in 16th century Venice, we're still smearing lead stuff on our skin. (laughs) Surprise, surprise, everybody. Um, I aristocrats. Why nobody noticed that? I know, like after literally years centuries, centuries. People are smearing lead on their skin, and everyone's just like, "Guess all the rich people are dying. Must be the plague." Like, <laughs> why did nobody question this? Wow, all these rich people have died in exactly the same way after, over the last 400 years. And their faces are missing. Wild. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, aristocrats think makeup is top notch in 16th century Venice. Heavier and more dramatic, the better. Um, this is where we get the really striking red blush patches oh. on the pale white faces kind of thing. That's where that kind of starts coming in. And that, uh, statement red blush was usually made out of crushed vermilion, which, poisonous. <laughs> Surprise. Wow. Uh, Venetian Ceruse was very exclusive, very expensive foundation. And- very, very toxic as well. (laughs) Venetian Ceruse was the one that was made of water, vinegar, and white lead, and that was, like, the standard go-to rich people. I believe the, like, original foundation by that brand was just Ceruse, and then Venetian Ceruse was, like, the high-end Milano Paris Fashion Week brand, right? Like, it was, it was the good one. Kill you faster. (laughs) In 18th century France... Uh, pardon me, Louis the 16th? I'm trying to remember my Roman numerals right now. 16th. Uh, yeah. That's yeah, 16. that's sixteen. I know what I'm doing. Uh, he went bald at age 23. Poor Louis. Uh, he basically forced France into Whig City. Oh,
0: yes, I <laughs> he got it He forced
1: France into Whig Nation.
0: <laughs> and did you know that, um, um, like, syphilis was rampant and baldness was a. Um, indicator. Like an indicator of syphilis. So okay. that was another reason why everybody wore wigs was so that nobody knew they had syphilis. Yeah. 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 Gross. Yeah. Gross. Gross, everybody from 18th century France.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ya nasty. Uh, he went bald at 23 and, yeah, basically was like, France is wig nation now. Everybody, <laughs> like, <it?" laughs> roll out with your powdered wigs on. Powder wigs. Let's go. Um, Men in 18th century France were also pretty well known for painting on beauty marks. Mm. That was also quite a common thing, you know, Mm -hmm. the little painted beauty marks. I'm personally recalling that scene from uh, Stardust, where the pirate is drawing on his little heart-shaped beauty mark in his little little dance in his ship, you know? (laughs) Um, 18th century France is still, like, blush nation, Mm -hmm. as with 16th century Venice, the big statement blush patches aristocracy applies brush very aggressively to differentiate themselves from the middle class uh. the blush is we rich you know <laughs> that's what that signifies <clears throat>
0: and then is this where the do you have anything about the blue blood thing that was like probably around that time I don't know if it was France or England or whatever but when they were doing like the really powdered and the blush patches and stuff they would also then paint like blue veins on their skin. Mm -hmm. And that's why blue blood is like the thing for the upper class, because that showed that they didn't have to work outside. Sometimes going so far as drawing fake veins on their
1: skin, right there there in my notes. Queen Elizabeth I. Um, That is our next section, Queen Elizabeth I. So at this point, makeup is still worn by both men and women. You know, both still wearing makeup predominantly being used for letting up your face at this point. Everybody wants to be friggin' chalk white for some reason. <laughs> like, I get being pale, but this was, like, some next level, like, lined yeah, like school paper kind right. of light, you know? <laughs> um, Ceruse is still very popular and still very toxic, y'all. <laughs> very toxic um some women go so far as to draw on the fake veins on top those little faint green purpley, bluey kind of kind of things and i believe that stemmed from actual queen elizabeth being so pale herself that she naturally had the veins showing in her temples and stuff mm-hmm. i believe that's where it came from <clears throat> face paints came in a lot of shades of red and were mostly used for lips and cheeks just given a bit of color um, ochre was used, vermilion, lots of other nasty red bits and pieces. Still poisoning. <laughs> really poison red stuff is what's going on now with the really poison white stuff. Goes together, hand in hand. Um, during Queen Elizabeth I's reign, overplucked eyebrows are like oh, the yeah. rage. The really didn't have it 2007 Britney Spears, like really thin, tiny pencil brows that is, that's what's in. Basically like no brows, if you can manage. Um, and also plucking back the hairline, like physically making your forehead larger, oh, she yeah. had a big forehead, yeah, y'all. Go did. Google those pictures. She, she's a big foreheaded lady. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like the ideal of beauty. Very pale skinned, had very thin yeah. eyebrows, very high forehead and red hair. You, fair hair and pale skin is what they wanted. That mm. was the ideal of beauty at the time. <clears throat> so Queen Victoria comes waltzing on scene and is like makeup is vulgar it's sinful scrubbed clean faces is the only thing i accept in my country (laughs) nothing else is acceptable um it's like taboo to look like you're wearing makeup at this point which i brought up earlier today british grandma used to every time you dropped me off at her house be like you're wearing too much blush you're only six how could your mother let you wear makeup like that and be like i'm not wearing makeup grandma (laughs) just have a rosy complexion Just have a rosy complexion You're wearing too much mascara I just have long eyelashes (laughs) (laughs) She was real mad about that But it's like it's bad to look like you're wearing makeup You don't want to seem like you are Right Um, People would question your moral alignment Because Mm -hmm. Wearing makeup is associated with deceit And femininity is very sinful And should be rejected If you're given that option Kind of thing Like you know you shouldn't interlope with the devil's <laughs> playthings, you know, <laughs> stay away from the mascara. It'll ruin you. <clears throat> um, homemade lotions and stuff and salves are used to try and achieve really clear, even skin without any makeup, without any pigments or anything, you know.
0: Did you also know that Queen Victoria was like four feet tall or something, Yeah, <laughs> she mm-hmm. a tiny little lady. Leaky.
1: Um, 1920s Hollywood rolls around and that's kind of when makeup comes back into things like after Queen Victoria makeup was just kind of like none of that that's for the harlots of the world kind of thing and nobody really touched it until like silent movie era rolled around so like 1880s 1920s kind of area makeup starts to move back in because a lot of these movies black and white you know sound you yeah. need some very expressive faces going on to show you what's going on so like really like bold precise brow and lip lines mm-hmm. and like that dark smoky kind of thing going on over there right, you know it was very distinct crisp lines to show expression that was the goal <clears throat> and you know the female characters are really <laughs> they're really doing it the Pale faces and yeah. their bold dark eyebrows and lips, they really, you know, they were expressive. They got the job done. Um, men started coming back to cosmetics at this point. This is when men, like, made their first, like, dipped their toe into the pool of cosmetics again after Queen Victoria was just like, no, <laughs> none of that. Um, because men started doing uh, hairstyling again. Oh, this was finally okay. the part where it was like, Harshly parted And like a Greased back Like uh, Great Gatsby hair You know Like That's the kind of stuff You're going for A lot of of people say That the 1920s Hollywood is when You see like Your first Metrosexual dudes Mm -hmm. Where it's very Just like Pretty looking guys (laughs) Like They're very nice To look at um, but yeah, lots of hairstyles with a lot of products involved mm-hmm. and like, even in the years following, like, you know, John Travolta's grease hairdo, yeah, like, yeah. you know, lots of hairstyling was coming in to get man, be- get the man back into cosmetics, you know? And now we have the cover boy, James Charles. So there you go. you're allowed to have your own opinions on James Charles. I have mine, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, women actually began to like buy their own makeup at this point. This was like, you know, makeup had gone from like really, really high society, high class to like, this is a sin. So everyone can go buy at Shoppers Drug Mart now. Like, this was basically where it was like, people could kind of go buy stuff now. And like, you could go get lipstick at the store kind of thing.
0: Interesting. I bet it was when it came back in, in the twenties, it was like a bit taboo at first.
1: Yeah. A lot of people like right at the beginning and like, late 1800s kind of thing like right at the beginning of the movie thing We're like I don't know how all this is going to go down and like you know there was always a lot of question about like the virtue of these yeah. actresses and stuff like yeah. that and who are they really and what kind of husband would allow their woman to be out at such hours making movies with other men all oh, painted up like that painted like a harlot <laughs> 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 Ooh, want to
0: hear a fun fact I heard the other day alright did you Annie. know that until, like, the 1920s or 30s, the way people spoke in England sounded the same way as people speak here or American accent. And they had the same thing. And it was when, like, the BBC started around that time and they wanted to distinguish themselves. And people that attended, like, Oxford, um, like, affected that sort of British... What what we know as a British accent because mm. they had, it was to, like... I went to Oxford. That was like the Oxford accent kind of thing and upper class and whatever. And so to distinguish themselves, that's how all the announcers and stuff talked on BBC. And the masses picked it up and now they have the British accent. Isn't that weird to think? And so all like historical movies and stuff totally portray it incorrectly because most people don't know that. But um, yeah, if there was like audio recordings from like, you know, 1900 or whatever, they would just sound like an American or a Canadian.
1: I heard once that uh, Shakespeare's old plays, like that old English kind of writing, apparently that accent is like basically lost now. Like, you know, it's not a It's not a language or an accent that anybody's really using anymore But apparently the thing that is still existent today That is most close to it is like the Newfoundland accent And it's like, that's hilarious And I would like to see an entire Shakespeare play Done in full Newfoundland accents Please do that for me
0: (laughs) Because that's English But people don't understand what they're saying (laughs) I also
1: found out the other day that um, Scots is like a specific language like independent of everything else like I knew about like uh, what's 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 the other fancy one called? Gaelic. Gaelic thank you Gaelic is the fancy one Um, it sounds fancy right? Like <laughs> come on it's spelled fancy it sounds fancy it's a fancy language but I knew that like Gaelic is you know Scotland history stuff because every once in a while I jump down the rabbit hole that is Wikipedia. Well, I thought
0: Gaelic was Ireland I
1: think there's two different dialects right? Oh, that could be Um, But it's like, you know, language stuff is super cool. But the other day I found out that there's, like, another native language in Scotland that's called Scots. And that's basically what, like, Train Spotting was written in, that, like, that, like, kind of disjointed one. And apparently it's, like, a missing language kind of thing. And, like, very few people in Scotland report that they can actually still speak that way and, like, you know, write that way and communicate specifically in that way. And apparently it's, like all its own language. And, you know, pardon me being a dumb Canadian, but (laughs) it just kind of baffled me because there's the whole, like, thing in Europe about, like, the British accent is the high-end accent and then, like, Irish and Scottish are the dirty, ghetto, the
0: the lower-class
1: accents, accents, like, you know, these are the accents that live on the other side of the bridge. Um... (laughs) But I just thought it was funny that, like, the reason that whole thing came about was because people just didn't like Scots, the language, and now, like, the Scottish accent is derived from that language, Scots, and that's where, like, the Scottish accent you think of in your head kind of came from, you know, that pronunciation and spelling and stuff
0: like that. Well, I think, isn't there, like, Gaelic or remnants of Gaelic spoken in Nova Scotia? That sounds familiar. Because, you know... Nova Scotia, and New Scotland, right? Nova Scotia, yeah. But yeah, Newfoundland accent. I would love to hear a whole Shakespeare play. Oh done my god, done I by, know. <laughs> done by newfies. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. I know. I love accents. I think they're so fun. We have an aunt who's a newfie and Stay where you're at and I'll come where you're too. I can't <laughs> yeah. even do it. <laughs>
1: stay where you're at and I'll come where you're two. <laughs>
0: Well, that was a bit of a tangent on language, which had nothing to do with makeup, but, um, anyhow, anything more you want to add, Vera? Do you also love makeup? Your eyebrows are in a lovely shade of blue today. I do quite enjoy makeup. It's a good time. Have you seen that thing where it's like, it's like a little, like, I don't even know what you call it, template? Thing that you put over your bridge of your nose and your cheeks, and it's got little holes on it to make freckles on your face. (laughs) Why? I saw that on a thing I was watching. Totally, why? That is a real thing. Wow. Yeah. Um. Are
1: you reading your email? I'm not actually. I was looking up uh, if Gaelic was spoken in both Ireland and Scotland, and it is. I was right.
0: All right. Um. Yeah, anyway, so uh, anything more on on makeup that you would like to add to it? Mm. Oh, I know what, something I wanna say. Okay. (laughs) I don't enjoy the eyebrow thing where they're like, hard lines. I don't even know how to describe it. Sharpie brows. Yes.
1: Sharpie brows. You don't like Sharpie brows
0: they don't look real. I don't like
1: ombre brows, the ones where people have, like, the really, like, you know, light color, and then it goes, like, darker and darker as their eyebrow goes along. I think that's stupid. I hate it.
0: I just don't like the very, very defined eyebrow lines, because no one's eyebrows look like that. Okay, my uh, (laughs) it's just
1: (sighs) my philosophy is that like if somebody's comfortable and they feel confident then like let them do whatever they want. It's just
0: makeup, it's not hurting anybody. Exactly. Like it's
1: it's art. You're allowed to do literally whatever you want. There is no hard set rules here. But I'm also allowed to have my opinion that ombre yes. eyebrows are stupid as hell, and I hate them.
0: <laughs> I think I just find them very distracting when I'm talking to somebody with eyebrows. Oh, when their like eyebrows that, are
1: way too bold, I know I can't focus on anything else. All I can
0: look at, I can't. Be or like, anything if somebody concerned.
1: has really bad eyelash extensions, that's all I can focus on. Just like yeah. how like they're glued onto like the wrong areas, kind oh, of thing, and like the very yeah. tips. Or like somebody glues on their strip lashes wrong, and it's like. The dried glue in your
0: eye Looks nasty (laughs) Deal with it (laughs) Yeah But you know That being said It's just makeup So do whatever you want With it You know Also that being said Everyone's allowed To have their own opinions Like you're allowed To do whatever you
1: want That doesn't stop Other people from Being like You look dumb
0: (laughs) Oh uh, Crossover from tattoo episode Don't get your makeup Tattooed on It's just a bad idea You know In the 80s You were like pink and blue eyeshadows never gonna go out of style oh, i'm God. getting this permanently tattooed on it it did I don't and know. i would think the only thing i would ever do is like because my eyebrows are kind of sparse got i would get thin brows. i would get like microblading. microblading or tattooing done i know somebody that she did the microblading but she has to go back and get them tattooed because it just didn't work for her she's got i can't remember too thin too thick whatever it is i don't know the lady just said you'll we'll have to tattoo they're not holding with the microblading, but that kind of thing. Okay, fine. You know, to just add a little and whatever. Like as long as you're not don't doing. Last like, a long time. You know. Cosmetic extreme tattoos usually fade after five to ten years, anyway. So you're probably fine, anyway. Yeah, but you know, I wouldn't get like my eyebrows tattooed on in, in like, blocks. Yeah, thick so black lines. Yeah, just like adding the hairs or whatever, something like that. A little dimension. Yeah. But I other I, stuff I would never get tattooed. I don't mind on the face.
1: ones where people get the color of their lips matched and then I'm very sorry that was my book and then they like kind of go around to like fix up unevenness kind of thing like mm-hmm. I kind of have like little scraggly bits yeah, here in too. my cupid's bow where oh, it's I like bet you bought not, that not, for me. Yeah, huh. I know I did because yeah. I got your lips. Um <laughs> But, like, I've seen people, like, get that tattooed over before, and they say it's a two-in-one when you get a lip tattoo, that, like, if you want Botox and a lip tattoo, get the lip tattoo, because it'll probably work like Botox. Like, it kind of... Do you
0: mean like a lip filler? You don't want your lips not moving. What? Botox makes your lips not move, right? I don't think so. Do you mean like a lip filler? Like a plumper? Is that what you're getting at? What?
1: what? I don't know, what now you you're thinking? looking at me
0: Well I'm just thinking of, of Botox I'm waiting it's... for you to finish your
1: sentence and you just keep like <laughs> Vaguely going on <laughs> I, I don't say, know where it's going If
0: you get Botox like, here You can't raise your eyebrows If you get it in your forehead, you can't raise your eyebrows If you got Botox in your lips, wouldn't your mouth just be like <laughs> I'm asking if you meat.
1: <laughs> if you English. meant to
0: say like A lip filler to plump up your lips Yes Okay, not paralyze your lips.
1: Yes, we're not going for paralysis here. However, (laughs) I have seen some really bad videos on YouTube of people giving themselves lip injections. Might as well have done that. Um, But yeah, they say like if you want like plumper, but also a lip tattoo, then do the lip tattoo first because it kind of works the same way. Like it kind of like just bumps it up. Like if you look at people's healed tattoos, they just kind of like maintain kind of a puffed, yeah. Look, you know? And like, I mean, it's a cosmetic tattoo, it fades in like five, ten years, right? And it's not like they're doing like red lipstick on you, they're like usually color matching your tone or like correcting the tone. Like mm-hmm. um some people do get like hyperpigmentation around their mouths, you know, yeah, the really know. dark spots yeah. and like they can fix that with lip tattooing. They match your skin tone and they tattoo over the dark areas. Huh. Interesting. <clears throat> and apparently it's a difficult but doable, right? Like hmm.
0: But that kind of stuff doesn't. Matter. But I
1: would just not get like. I wouldn't get like
0: eyeliner a tattooed full on or smoky because, like, look tattooed on me or anything, well, you know. Just even like contouring, you, right? Say you get your eyeliner tattooed on, and just the style of how people wear eyeliner changes, then you're just yeah you're stuck, stuck for, with like, it forever. Ten years or at least. And plus, I would not want to all that close to my eyeball. That freaks me out.
1: Great Grandma Chandra died with big
0: cat eye wings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Are we, are we done here? Anything else? Um, I think that's everything. Okay. Well, that's it for us. Have a lovely day. See ya.